0: Oh, welcome to episode 42 of Gossip Column. Yes, the show discusses who is going where in association with Loser Paul. As you should know the drill by now, 10 minutes of your time is all I need. In return, you get a big plate of juicy transfer gossip. However, it is just gossip, isn't it? We really want a big transfer to sink our teeth into. We're not there yet. However, the show will go on. The show must go on. And it does go on. So, where should we start this morning? Let's start in the French capital of Paris. And the news that Neymar is... Edging for a move away, he wants to uh, not only go back to Bar- Barcelona, but he's not intending to play for PSG next season, which is uh, quite an interesting plot twist here. Um, whether it's as far as a player strike, I doubt it would be that much. But when you're sort of itching to move and you're sort of making all these sort of vocal sound bites to the press, you know, I don't want to be here, then it's very sort of easy just to think, right, you know, let's cut, well, I wouldn't say cut our losses, but let's cash in because if a player doesn't want to be there, then the asset is devalued. And then you sort of you shave a, a good healthy amount off a potential transfer fee. Talking of a healthy transfer fee, Real Madrid. What we knew yesterday is 115 million that they're prepared to pay for Neymar and either Gareth Bale or James Rodriguez. So, like I said yesterday, PSG can either go for the Barcelona um, money and three players, which you know is more of a package, or they can go for the big gun deal of, uh, like I say, 115 million and Bale or Rodriguez. So. In the sport paper, you're saying Neymar back to Barcelona. However, in Mundo Deportivo, you're saying Real Madrid are going to do their deal. So, you know, that's the beauty of gossip. Which one do you believe? I mean, it, you know, let's be honest, it could just be gossip and Neymar stays in France. There's always that as well. Talking of Spanish clubs, and Atletico Madrid, the third giant there, they're close to signing Yao Felix. That was news that broke on Monday. And then it was sort of hushed around to say, oh, no, this is uh, false information, it's not happening. However... They seem to be close to uh, getting that one over the line, 120 million euros, which is 106.7 million pounds for the 19-year-old, and that means that Manchester United will be beaten to the punch, and that is also leading to frustration from Ole Gunnar Solskjaer with a sense that you know he's um, trying to rebuild his squad, but it's being held up because United are sort of lowballing uh, clubs in terms of his targets. So um, Aaron Wamba Basaka, a perfect example of that, that's had a bit more progress, but you know really with the The spending power that United have, there's no reason why they couldn't just pony up the money straight away and say, "Look, there's 60 million. Get it done. You know, get it done quickly." But that's not been the case, and that is where the frustration is coming for the Norwegian. In terms of the Norwegian, he is now looking likely that he wants to sell Paul Pogba because he's only been priced 100 million. So not only have uh, United got a bit of an apprehension of spending this money properly, they haven't really got that much money to spend. So. Like with Arsenal, when you sort of think, okay, maybe play—it's a sell to buy era. It's not quite as extreme at Manchester United, but it looks like that's the kind of um, the direction they'll be going. So you know, 100 million to spend, Pogba—you could at least double that with those, with that kind of sale, and then you can sort of regenerate the squad by getting maybe four, four players in. One of those um, could be Harry Maguire. Although, if you believe the star this morning. They're saying now that Manchester City are poised to beat United to the signing of Harry Maguire. Sixty-five million looks set to be the fee, and medical looks pencilled in for the twenty-six-year-old, um, which you know Leicester was supposedly wanting like eighty, ninety million. So it looks like City have driven a very hard bargain. Um, you know that's still good business, don't forget. But Leicester, a team that looked quite exciting in, <laughs> over the course of these last couple of months under Brendan Rodgers, and I think the sort of their hopes of getting into European football with a because if you you know their hopes of getting to European football have almost been built on the bedrock of them having a pre-season that started in April you know they could really hit the ground running. However, if you lose Harry Maguire, those plans might be curtailed. Um, City again, and good news for them on this front also in that Rodri has chosen to sign for City instead of Bayern Munich. This I mentioned yesterday that Bayern Munich were in the. In the hunt, and so maybe that was going to sort of push City along to actually get this business done. It looks like that might be the case. 62 million for Rodri, 65 million for Harry Maguire. So that's 127 million pounds spent on two players, and that's bad news for the rest of the Premier League because that's going to make him a lot stronger. Um, another bit of City news. It's the third nugget in a row, but Isa Rizago. Um, this is something that pops up last week in that they're considering signing a 35-year-old and making their third-choice goalkeeper. So you know, a squad member at best. Everton, there after Kurt Zouma. He played there last season on loan. Um, talks have opened with Chelsea. Chelsea, are perhaps a little bit apprehensive on selling the French international due to the fact of this transfer ban. You know, they, I guess they'd rather want to know their full status with that first. Um, if the ban was suspended, then Zouma probably could make a move to Goodison. Um, but as things stand, it's still up in the air. So you know, I think Everton fans will be keeping their fingers crossed. But, like I say, it's transfer ban pending on that one. Um, mixed messages from Tottenham in regard to Bruno Fernandes. Um, yesterday, they were saying that Tottenham have called on the move for the 24 year old. Today, The Telegraph are saying that they've held talks with the agent as to uh, getting him from uh, Lisbon to London. So, again, it's all about what source you believe. Um, is that Tottenham's main target? Probably not. But, uh, yeah, at least it's sort of um, news from the Tottenham front. Um, where should we go now? Leon have had a 16 million pound bid turned down for Arsenal, and Tottenham target uh, Joachim Anderson. That's because Sampdoria, the club he plays for, want double that, um, and I think really that's probably going to put Arsenal off because of their small kitty. Tottenham, I said before, do they really need him as things stand? Because of the centre backs they've already got, you know, if they lose one, say Alderweireld, which is probably the one they would lose or could lose this summer, then that is when you'd be sort of looking. ...to um, sort of push forward a move for Anderson. But as things stand, I don't think that one's going to happen. Juventus, they are in the hunt to sign Adrian Um uh, Much has been made of where Rabio could go... ...because he's almost sort of said, oh, I don't want to go there, I don't want to go there. Barcelona don't want him now. So it's almost as if he's burnt his bridges and then run out of options. However, there might be some light at the end of the tunnel... ...and it comes in Turin. Mauricio Sari has obviously now been named Juventus manager and he's looking at potentially signing Adrian Rabiot. Of course, he's also potentially looking at signing Jorginho, um, but there is an element of, like I said yesterday, two and two plus five, just sort of taking a, a former manager, a new club, taking a former player, adding that to that new club. Although there is a, a strong bond between player and manager in that situation, like I say, it might just be a bit of a, a lazy link there, so maybe Adrian Rabio has more legs in that one. Um, Granit Xhaka not really transfer news, well to a certain degree, but he's set to be handing the Arsenal captaincy after Atletico Madrid um, ended their interest in the Gunners midfielder. I mean, oof, I mean really, they, I mean they could have really sold him, like I said, and arguably made their team stronger. I've been a sort of advocate of them selling to buy. That could have been another play where they sort of cashed in and and sort of retransform their midfield. Liverpool they don't plan to sell Divock Origi this summer. The 24 year old goes out of contract next summer. Um, had a Bit of a purple patch of form at the end of the season, scoring that win against Newcastle, obviously scoring in the Champions League final. Not a guaranteed start by any stretch of the imagination, but you do get the feeling that Liverpool um, will have to sort of keep rotating their front front three as things stand, and that's where Origi can come in and get minutes. Obviously, they've already let Sturridge go, so they'll be loath to lose another striker, and I think, you know, just that department's pretty much settled. So I think Origi, um, maybe it might be. Wise is Liverpool's part to actually give him more minutes next season than that way you sort of tempt him into signing a contract? So it's quite a sort of key um, battleground here for Klopp and Origi. as just to say, look, you know, back me or I am off. So it's going to be interesting to see the Belgians' minutes on the pitch next season. And finally, Brighton are set to complete the signing of 22-year-old Portsmouth defender Matt Clark for £5 million. So a quick move across the south coast for the Pompey player. And that's it for today. So it just leaves me to say that my name's Dan Tracy. This is The Real Footballcast in association with Loser Paul. And until next time, goodbye.